0: In the middle of Parak Samach Beis, I have an old edition, it's on page Sadiq design the paragraph beginning with Nismalu nis- Ba'oi Miftach. Um, I don't know what page you have, it's, it's around five, six paragraphs into the tire of Samach Beis. Paragraph begins with Nismalu. Nismalu. See it? No? Yeah. You have it? Yeah. yeah. the old one or the new one? I think it's cards from uh, The new it's one? It's from, it's, from, it's from this one. Sareg, uh, Sareg. Also Tzadik Zion? Mm-hmm. Okay. Same. So, Bayaqa is talking about, he was explaining that Gula... And Tahara are inseparable. And, and Mimela, you understand that any hachoka he writes, any distance from Tahara, and immersion in the coarseness and the ugliness of haimer, of, of physical life, obviously in a way that's beyond what is necessary, that's a begin of Gaulus. That's not it's go, that's what Gaulus is. That's Gaulus. And therefore, when we were in Mitzrayim, despite the fact, Rabbi was explaining that despite the fact that we were mamish Shkuim, we were were terribly immersed in the Choymer and the Levainim of chalav HaKashev, all of the miserable slavery, the hard work and so on. V'chol zos, we were not mezazel in that Erech that we were seeking still something higher than the, than the bricks, the mortar, the filth of Mitzrayim. So Shabbos, Chazal say we were Mestasheya on Shabbos. When it was able to be of that we had a Shabbos while we were in Mitzrayim, that we were able to keep Shabbos. We had and we were able to look over old Megillus that we had stories about the Ovis and so on. And more and more from the time that Meishu Rabbeinu appeared in their lives, more and more there was this feeling about how the ugliness of Egypt was unbearable. It was just unbearable. It became something they couldn't tolerate anymore. It's a famous word from the Chedush the that Sarsamas brings it, Hashem took us out of the, sivlos, means the suffering, but it also means He took us out of being able to tolerate Mitzrayim. This bulk, and we, and we came to a place in our lives where we felt, bullets, I, I can't take this anymore. I can't stand this anymore. There's the feeling of, of, of how I'm so shakur and chimer, and the shiftless that comes with that feeling of emptiness and so on. And when we were in that place of not being able to be sovel, not being able to bear, to tolerate, the coarseness and the ugliness and the physicality, and the emptiness of Mitzvah, and We were and we were feeling that that it can't get worse than this. this, the voice of redemption became stronger and stronger and stronger. The time had arrived to leave. So that's what we're up to. We held on to our names. We held on to our identity. We, we, we didn't allow ourselves to slip into the final... That lowest 50th place. And that's when the Gula came. So, Nesmalu the Tacha, viyokto They were filled with the strength of that promise, that redemption that Gula is near. And we threw ourselves down on the floor to be Mishtachavet to Hashem. And would take us our shilt on the Ruach. And we returned the control of our lives to the ruchnias, to Ruach, to the Neshama. That's the turning point in a person's life, and that's a, that was the turning point in a nation's life. There's a time in a person's life where the gashmi is, is the one that is in charge. His goof is in charge. By the way, you can live that way and still have a and put on film, but the guf is essentially in charge of your life. The turning point is when shiltoin hech is a when the shiltan, when control is given to the Najama, when the goof is no longer calling the shots, when the goof is no longer in control, but when there's the ruach, the ruach is shaylite, and that's what happened to us in time. We no longer, we no longer could bear the shiltan, that sovereignty of chumris of of material life and we were looking for something much deeper much more we couldn't go on like that and the Shilton was given over to the Ruach and there's the Veya and the crying and the krechzing and the screaming out to Hashem and at that amazing night of Leil Hashemurim, that night of Pesach in Mitzrayim, Hashem hika kol b'chor Mitzrayim. And Hashem killed the firstborn of Mitzrayim. On a deeper level, that means the Olim In each person's life, the firstborn is physical needs. When we are babies, that's the that's we began with with physical needs. There was no ruach. There was no. Sh- there was no spirituality in us when we were little children. We began with it. We began in a way of of where ha'chaimer. Chaimer, chumias was in control. So on a deeper level, the killing of the firstborn means when I'm able to finally kill within myself that mistake to think that the guf is my firstborn priority. You understand that my main priority, my priority in life, is the guf. That the firstborn is the guf. Your neshama tells you to get up and go to daven. Your guf is telling you to sleep late. Killing the firstborn means that firstborn instinctive need, which is physical, to kill it. To get up, to do what you have to. That's the killing of the firstborn. That's the world of chaimer. That's when you give over the time to the ruach. Now the ruach is in charge of my life, not the guf. The ruach is in charge. The ruach is in charge. There's something inside of you that's telling you to be selfish, and there's something else inside of this telling you to help this person, to be generous and kind. That Bukhar is selfishness. The little children are, are very selfish. Everything is about about me, me, me. That's the Bukhar. That's the firstborn. So on that night of Le'el HaShimurim, Hashem Hikkah called Bukhar and Hashem killed all the firstborn. Vain bias is Shayin Shammais, as it says in Chumash there wasn't a house where there wasn't somebody who was who died. there was a great scream that came up from Mitzrayim. Shomer Yisrael alat shloyetzumi pesach beisam adbeiker, and everybody kept the zivui, the commandment, not to leave our homes that night. mi pesach beisam adbeiker. going out of your house, leaving that inner world, Rabbi Yaka Moshe says, is allowing Homer to be victorious. The moment you step outside of that place of Tahara, the moment you step outside of who you are, of, the, of that essence, of the self, and of the home and so on, then, there's that possibility that, you give, that you're tasting of that world of chomer. Hashem said on the night of time, don't step out of the house. Stay inside. Stay inside. Inside is Shultan HaRuach. Shultan HaRuach. Outside is the world of chomer. It's Shultan HaChalmer. Outside. Va'al yismuchu al gil ka'amah. Shem is telling us that's a nice way of saying don't attend Gaisha parties meaning don't find don't, don't look for happiness and joy in the, in the ways of the, of the nations, of the world look for it within us, ourselves in our learning, in our davening, in shul in our mitzvahs not on the Egyptian street not on the street of Egypt the street of Egypt is not a place for us from the night of Gula, we had to remain in in our homes. We had to remain inside. That's the key to Gula, is preserving that tahara of inside. it Used to be that in order to go outside, you had to leave the house. Once, of course, television and radio, and then now, with all of the communications and the technology, it's this is one of the, of course, this is the great new sign of the end of time. If you have any instrument like that. Then you cannot be in the kind of the mitzvah like Eitzayishmi Pesach because the second you have a phone, forget about a a smartphone or an iPhone. The second you have just an old-fashioned phone, if there's still such a thing in the world, if, if you have a regular telephone, you're already leaving your house. You understand? You're not you're not anymore at home. You're just connected to the outside world. It's hard for us to even think along those lines. You can imagine that once upon a time, there was such a thing, where a person sat in his house. With his family, and there was no way of reaching anybody. That was it. You just you actually had to like talk to your wife and your kids and whatever, read or go to sleep or knit or something. <laughs> but you you were not. There was like no. Uh, there was no connecting with anybody else outside. You're sitting and writing a long letter. Do that. But on the spot, at that moment, you're you're still writing it from inside your house. The way nowadays it's happening, person bechlamah wherever he wherever he carries that thing, on this on the streets, he's already in another street. He's a Mitz, he's a Then while he's a mitsrayim, he's already you know in Vienna and Munich somewhere. So the the, the gula depended upon al yetsay ishmi pesach so now we have Shabbos, Shabbos is... Yes. So there's a Tchum Shabbos. Right? There's an issue of, of going of carrying outside, from one Rishos to another Rishos. That's how the Masechta begins. And there's a Tchum Shabbos, there are barriers there. Ish It says in Chumash. Shabbos is ain that night of and Sashayim, the Shamro B'nai Salsa is of Shimur. I think this year the first night of Pesach is, is Friday night. The first Saturday is Friday night. I think so. Yeah. Le'el Shimur. Outside the Malachim office is walking around. Outside the Malachim office is walking around. But the is that nowadays, even though you're inside and you lock your doors and you close your windows and you're barricaded in your basement, if you have one of these things, the Malach travels with you. The Malach is in the pocket. It goes with you everywhere. It's pretty scary. Imagine if you had that on your... I always forget the name, how you call the page that comes up, the safe. The pa- You know, when you turn on your phone what shows up right away, the... lock screen. This, the what? The log screen. The log screen? So you can have a picture of the Malach there like in the old Haggadis they used to have a Bobal Mavis Abba also you know in the old Barton's Haggadis you didn't have that there's a scary like uh, you know like a Malach uh, skeleton that's carrying a scythe. You know. so you could have that on the, on the phone when it comes on a Malcha like winking at you <laughs> that's because no wherever you go you're outside there's nobody really inside anymore there's no such thing as inside But the Leil we were inside. Why? Because Hashem said, don't go outside. Don't, don't think you're going to find Simcha outside like the nations find where they're going in Mitzrayim. That's not where you get it. Not to go outside the night of Mitzrayim means to guard the pureness, the pureness of our homes. This is the mitzvah now, before Mashiach comes, that Hashem is telling us to guard that tahara that we have inside of our homes, not to go out on the night of redemption, not to go outside of, of the house. Does not mean, of course, I'm you to go out of the house? But it means not to go out of that world of tahara of kedusha. Shirak b'menahagula, because because gula is only in in, in, the, in, in tahara. That was the beginning of this Torah. That's, what, that, that's where Gula is. Gula is not outside. Gula is inside. And from there, it's Mishpasha to the outside. That's the world will be when Mashiach comes, a different world. It'll be different on the street. But the the of Leel Shemurim is Shmiras HaTahara. When I was just now talking to somebody, he said, What do I think about drinking on Pur? So I said, It's not, like I always say it's not from the biggest and it's not from the smallest of and, and the true answer, of course, is that there are some Jews that when they drink a little bit more, it brings out a Ruach Tahar. It brings out from them a Ruach Tahar. Most people, it doesn't. Most people, when they drink a little bit more, it brings out brings out more gasmirs if you are such a person, then for you it's not very to drink and then you go to go by the Ramah that you drink, you could drink a little bit extra but if you're but if you're a person from whom Ruach Tahara comes out something else, there is such a thing. But, uh, you should be very, very suspicious of yourself if you think that way of yourself. Most people are not like that most people when they drink, they become silly, they embarrass especially the ones who are married the wives are shocked if the wives happen to see it that's so. The wife never will forget the husband that threw up and he was drunk on Purim not because she's so proud of him either so remember that the, her, the whole life together because even though you say and you're laughing and you're lying there like an idiot and you're but the wife she doesn't care about that Gemara you understand she sees that her husband looks like a fool that's all it is like a fool so the Iku is tahara. that's what the Rebbe says, says Sume is the Sumate doesn't he says, on a deeper level, it doesn't mean to become drunk, intoxicated. It's a lotion of to smell delicious, beautiful. to become. To to give off a beautiful odor, you know many people when they're drunk they, am proud give off a good odor. I I didn't see too many people like that. It's sad they drink a little bit more and it gives off a beautiful odor. Most people they stink when they when they're drunk. And they think they're so funny and they come walking around the mincha. Going up to everybody, making it—it's it's not poor So poor is is to come to a madriga, of loyada and tahara and, and tahara. Beyond the, what normally is more reserved, and it's hard to, to be in that place. That's something else. But the is shmiu sa tahara, and for a person, when a, for a person who, who when he drinks on perm, he it. it it diminishes his tahara, his dignity and his tahara and so on. Then what's the mitzvah to do such a thing? It's not what the mitzvah... No, there's no intention to, have, to drink like that. It's not, not a mitzvah. Shirach mi mena ha-gul. only comes from a place of tahara. Yechino atzimol ha is ruach me When a person's in a state of tahara, then he's preparing himself to receive... That Ruach from above from Hashem to descend upon him. We had to And to recognize that we're the Tsivas Hashem, Hashem's people, Hashem's <coughs> army. And when you're a member of Hashem when you belong to Hashem's army, you only do what Hashem says. That's it. Hashem rock. Masha Pi Hashem Vom dem Hagolus <laughs> Achshei <laughs> Chazais. Rabbi Yaakov says, unfortunately, however, this dark gollus that we've been in for so many years, the Seifah V'richusa, because of how powerful, how strong, how deep this gollus is, and how long it's been, arba and they were spread out all over the world; they were all spread out. We're under the control of of powerful rulers. They're the ones who have crushed our lives and taken out from us the moistness of life. And their cursed hand of assimilation has reached us. Assimilation. To be like the nations, to Go out into the streets of (laughs) Mitzrayim. Actual physical mixing with the nations, and spiritual and cultural. Assimilation. Both and either. You could live in you you could live in B'nai you could live in you could live in Bene you could live in Park or Williamsburg or Muncie, or you could live right here in Yeshiva. And you could be a person who in this behavior is a Msboiler. Even though he's Mitzvah, but his whole he's not guy. he didn't assimilate, he's, he keeps mitzvahs and so on, but but he hangs out on the corners of Mitzvah. Even though he lives he lives in, uh, in, in Munsi, but he's at uh, his heart is in uh, Mitzrayim <inaudible> to such a degree Rebecca Bakccashi says that here we are, we're, we're upon the threshold of redemption. We're, we're on the Miftan Miftan Hagula, the threshold, the door. We're in the door, mamish like it says in Pasek the Mashiach is right on the other side of the wall right around the corner, right on the other side of the door we can see with our eyes that Hashem's hand has entered into our lives to purify us to refine us and to purify us from all of the all of the impurities of the nations that have, that have become part of us, that have uh, mixed into our lives, that, got, that we've gotten attached to. And we see the hatred of the nations, that they want to vomit out the Jewish people. But they themselves can't bear us anymore. The goyim don't want us. They don't want us to be with them anymore. They don't want us to be amongst them. They want to vomit us out. They don't, want to, they don't want to be near us. They look at us as they look at us as as, as filth as dirt, like we say in the Echad and the Kinos. They look at us like dirt like filth the nations of the world all of this is, is, is coming from Hashem meaning all of this is part of the Shgachah protest because we need to know the time has come for us to, to be brought back to our place of Troy our glory and our splendor, which is a nation that dwells alone and is not considered among the nations. Whoever listens carefully can hear Hashem roaring, waking up, and calling out from his holy place for us to return. And we also have to wake up and shake off the dust of Gullahs. And to purify ourselves from the impurities of the the nations and their their places and their air. And to return and to be strong in our own original and pure way. For our feet to be able to stand straight in the right way among other Jews to bless Hashem. Even though the time has come and Hashem is calling out, and the Shekinah of Yahu is waking up and shaking off the girls. Rabbi Akimor, says, "We see that Adina We see that sleep is still covering our faces." Or about a and that the darkness is covering the light. Kilo ein ayd bekaycheinu, loshuv la tahar. And we feel kilo, we don't have the strength anymore to return to tahar. Taharis haneshama vaaruch, So the pureness of the Nishama and the ruach. Taharis aguf vaabasa, of the flesh. Pukiilo haystakus berigshei chaimer, kilo our being. At immersed in these feelings of of physicality. Kilo, this is already natural to us. This is who we are. And like we were, like it was in Mitzrayim, that we, we were so it we tolerated it and we accepted that this is the way we are. We accepted that this is the way we are. So that's what I was saying last week. So Jews also in their magazines <coughs> can have <coughs> advertisements for, for pieces of meat that are bigger than the person that's eating it, and, and cakes that are named chocolate decadence and, and candies, <coughs> and cakes that we spoke about last week. The fact that it's the fact that it's that it's not on is we already ichar being completely committed to chumrius, to, to physicality. It's already, we feel like it's karami mahal It's already our mahalach. It's already ar mahalach. Somebody told me that there's a restaurant, a glakos restaurant in Queens. When the chavir told me it's a glakos restaurant in Queens. would have an Indian, like you sit around and there's some kind of a pit and you, they throw food into your mouths or something. You know what I'm talking about? No, you don't want to admit that because it means you might have seen it. but maybe you didn't see it, you just heard about it that you sit there and there's something like throwing food into you the guy stands in the middle and throws food into your mouth it's a place like that in Queens when I lived in Queens it was like a very quiet nice you know s- simple place that's like like that's like in in, in in ancient Rome or Greece like such a thing but everything is kosher you could have a couple of Hasidim sitting around you know a little payislech, you know those, those guys that go to these places tie it really tight, right? <laughs> they're not the ones that have it, tied Now, already some of them go like. But to me, I know, Jews have to make a living, and I understand they have like these every year. They have like in the uh, Colosseum, they have like these food Colosseum, like in like in the, like in Rome and in Greece, they have they have these food fairs, you know. And I'm not talking about business people. Have to obviously see what the selling income. People go there and. They're, Try out different foods, like for hours eating and going to places. the whole celebration of food. There's a there's a guy. That he calls himself the, he calls himself the food guru. I happen to know who that is. Food guru. He's a, so he's saying is listen, he's not dealing with anything that's treif Food guru. That's what it means. That's what's become of us there are still Jews in the world that they're embarrassed if they they have a little bit extra it's embarrassing to them. the Chazanish no it wasn't the Chazanish it was Rabbi Chaim Kenevsky he didn't even know what an ice cream was until he heard about it a few years ago didn't reach that place in his life having what they call it over there an Arctic or a Glida there's still such there are few Jews like that in the world When I was when I was a kid, the whole Pesach section of a, of a supermarket was maybe half a row of Pesach things. Maybe half an aisle. One side, not two sides. Half an aisle, that's what you had. And there were a few things that they had from Stripes and from Rokeach. There were a few things, Aruj, Magaretten. There were a few different things, a few items. Now there are mega Pesach supermarkets. So, it looks like you know. So yeah, it's, it's easier for just to have uh, paisa. I, I understand okay. that. I'm happy that people can keep paisa. But you also understand that this is this is exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> to the fact that I'm saying this, many people would hear me talking this. But you understand, But people who hear me talking this, even people are very very firm. They hear such a thing like this. They think, "Oh, I'll come out with This also we're not allowed to do. There's something wrong with having a, uh, with having some some, uh, some uh, good food. Uh, it's not, there's something wrong with having the Jews should have a food guru. A food guru. What does the word guru mean exactly? Can you can you Google that? Let me hear a good translation. What's the official translation of the word guru? It's like a rabbi or something. Okay. What does it mean? Yeah, well, let me hear what it says in the dictionary. Guru. Spiritual teacher, especially one who imparts initiation, Hinduism and Buddhism. It's a nice name for you. What was, what was the first sentence? Spiritual a Spiritual teacher. Session. Spiritual teacher. <laughs> <laughs> the food guru. From Hindu and Buddhism. A food guru. Now, I don't care if he, if he finds out that I'm making fun. It's a, a This It is a shan. And Jews send letters and write and they make videos back and forth showing food and how to make it more and more and more. To make it thicker in whatever those foods and the only reason people would be very angry that I'm saying this is because of what Rabbi Akumar says Kvar mi I already became Kvar mi we already got used to this that this is a mahalach like this is a maha- there's an acceptable mahalach in Yiddishkeit that we should have food gurus kosher food gurus it's an acceptable mahalach in Yiddishkeit or what goes on at the uh, it goes on at these, at these Pesach programs with the eating, and it goes on. Right. I told you, was my, my, my son was once on Cholomite. He went with a couple of friends to visit one of their friends and said, Some hotel, there's a program. And the, a and the couple of guys went to see the Cholomite in that program. And my, and my son said that he was there. It was Cholomite uh, or something. And, and, and they had huge, huge grills set up all over the place. And they, and they had all the workers, the goyim, that were running around uh, putting food into Jews' mouths, and they were wearing they were wearing T-shirts that said on it uh, "Shabbos Goy," like in big letters, and some other insulting. On one side, said something else about goy. such a thing. And nobody even would leave would even look. It's like it's funny. See if it's funny. It's a that we don't even see who we are anymore. That, that not even to This is our way of life. Like like in Itzhan. Except we have yamkism, but it's our way of life. stakus You know Sushan at the big at the big meal at the beginning of the Megillah, everything was kosher. You know that it was all catered, hundred percent klatkos, hundred percent klatkos. Same way you could own now a thing, a box in, in Yankee Stadium or Shea Stadium, or a City Field, and it could be they'll bring you maimish, they'll put it into your mouth. The guy will put it into your mouth the food, and it could have it catered to you, so you don't have to take your eyes off the off the ball when it's flying across the field, while you're looking at it, and your mouth is open. He could put a skillet into your mouth. You could invite the food guru to your box for an extra $5,000. And you can go to a Jewish restaurant now, and you can get... Somebody was telling me that, that, that he was in a restaurant where they had a bottle of wine that was $1,000. There's such a thing as a Jew that would pay for a drink of wine. $1,000. And that there are restaurants that you have to reserve a year in advance. There are kosher restaurants you have to reserve a year in advance. Why would somebody sign up for such a thing? A year in advance to, to put your name down. So, what happened? is what Yerba Yachimash is doing? I got stuck someplace outside house. We got stuck in Mitzrayim somewhere. And if you talk this way, they look at you like some sort of a, like a party pooper. Like, you know, what's the matter with you? Who says it's against the Torah to enjoy a good meal? Who says it's against the Torah? It's against the Torah to have Pesach somewhere, to, to make Pesach food. And the, and the advertisements, if you look at the advertisements, it's, it's Goyish advertisement. A few years ago, there was an advertisement for a Pesach program. That the guy, the guy, showed me and I cut it out. I don't know what I did with it, because right? I showed it in shul mm-hmm. to the guys. There's an advertisement for a Pesach program. And it had a cartoon, and it had like, which one do you want to be? And they had a cartoon of a family that was that was um, stuck at home on Pesach, and and they're, they're all like exhausted, and nobody could even sit at the seder. They're falling asleep at the seder. And there's like food, like drip, you know, like like, a glass fell over and they're sitting exhausted, not enjoying it. And then the other cartoon next to it is in our program, and they show Erev Pesach and Pesach sitting with sunglasses by the pool and sitting by a a seder and and, uh, going, bringing you your your, uh, matzahs and your wine. And that was going around in, in, a firm, in a firm publication, such an advertisement. Kilo, when you're, in, when, you're, when you're in your home, which is where Hashem told us to be, by the Leel Shemurim, if you're in your house, you're ma'am is but you're an But if you can get out of your house, then you're free. If you read Chumash, it's just the opposite. In your house, there's Leel Shemurim. Outside of your house, there's Makis B'charis. Marcus b'charis outside your house I have met Baruchim here in the yeshiva and in shul who never in their lives ever once had a Pesach in their house never once in their lives have seen a Pesach in their house the whole Yitzhia Yitzhi was, was coming from that place of the Tahara of the Jewish home and the outside is a makis that's Mammish it's outside Marcus b'charis all right, you're not in charge of these things. I'm sorry. Sure, I yelled at much, a lot about this stuff. So the only, the only thing I was piled, maybe here and there, there have been some families that have been making Pesach for the last few years that used to go to hotels. But mostly it's like, you know, to come when it comes to Mechir's Chumas, they sorry, so we're going to be Pesach. So they say, so, uh... It's my, uh, my, my, my wife, Ahisha and, and, uh, my wife just, you know, and my, and my in-laws, they... 'Cause the family can't be together, so they want us to be in a the hotel. they'll come and I you know, like all making up all these things and stuff. That's what's happened. Out of Haimia Ha Imba you're talking Kazajs? <laughs> so if says, Haimba Emma, you're talking Kazajs? Could this be? Ha you talking to Could it be that the Amhakaidish, the holy nation? Am Hashem, Hashem's people, Yisrael Shebakhaya the nation in whom Hashem takes pride. which of course we believe that in the Panemias, and the Panemias and the Sham is intact and hasn't been damaged. Kulam Zerukadish even after all of this, all the years of Gaulis and all that we were just talking about. We're still zera We come from zera That's who we are, the holy seed. Could it be that such people, that have such kedusha, amasha, zera yispatu can be so easily seduced by sheker, by sheker, by falseness? can be, could be, so taken to run after Hevel after an Irish guy. So a person could sit on th- they sit on the on the on the computer, sit on the phone. I'm not talking about looking at God forbid bad things, things that are awesome. I'm not looking stuff. Facebook this, and news that. A half hour, an hour, an hour and a half, a person sitting on the thing. Not too many is there. One of the guys from Shul showed me uh, the other day, There's, uh, he promised me there wouldn't be any bad language. It was the mice, one, one word it was. But there was something from Jackie Mason about the weather. I don't know if you saw this. Like Jackie Mason talking about I like the stupidity of, of like weather reports. The mice was unbelievably funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just—he's still gone, man. Must be almost 90 or something. He's still gone, now. It was just very, very funny. That's for sure. But the way, you know, what what does it mean? The comedy of it is, is to show how silly it is. Like you're saying, you know, they tell you in the weather report, like, you know, it's, it's coming a southwesterly wind from this. He says, well, who cares where it comes from? Well, like, can you ever go outside and say, you know, like you duck, because you say, oh, it's coming from the southwest. You don't know which way to face but It's coming from the northeast. <laughs> duck. It's like, or, you know, all these things. It's like, or it's uh, the barometric pressure. He says, he said, you ever hear people, they say, you know, we, this is what he said, he said, we can't. You see, you know what? We have to cancel the bar mitzvah because of the barometric pressure. You have to be careful. There's barometric pressure. He says, who cares about the barometric? Anybody care about these things? Who's? He says, they're just trying. He says, it's all, he said, it's all a conspiracy of the anti-Semites to prevent Jews from going outside and making money. He says, because the Gentiles, the Gentiles, they don't care. But Jews, when they hear anything, they say, uh-oh, we can't go outside. There's barometric pressure. That's they tell you the weather at the airport. He says, well, I care what the weather is at the airport. Like <laughs> all these things. Is, it, is this, or the, uh, that he went off on this whole thing about, I mean, the whole thing is like this two minutes, but he, said, he goes off on the, uh, uh, what's it called, the uh, windshield fact. He says, just tell me, is it 40 degrees or is it 2 degrees? <laughs> oh, I just want to know if I have to put on a coat. Do me a favor. 40 degrees, but it's really 2 degrees. That's what it feels like. So, okay, it feels like it is, it is this or it's that. He says, it's called, they're all anti Semites they want to make sure Jews can't go outside because <laughs> only the Jews he says are going to sit and listen all day long they have like weather stations and weather channels right? there are people that spend hours a day looking at the weather looking at the weather instead of just going outside and saying, what's going on <laughs> looking at the weather he says, and, they, and then they have to know what's the weather in Tokyo so he says am I going to Tokyo seriously <laughs> who do I care Am I going to Tokyo today? Did I have to know. What do I care what the Japanese have in Tokyo? I just want to know. Should I put on a sweater or should I not put on a sweater? And he's going this whole shtick. But you could say that you can make the same shtick about everything that's on the... That's the, the. And the saddest thing is that we watch you know, people watch this stuff. It's one thing. It's, it's funny when he makes jokes about it. But People actually sit and watch this stuff. On and on and on. Last week, there were they were killed in Florida. It was a terrible. They, they, they were Jews. And there, were, there were a few Jews that were killed there too. It was a terrible thing that happened. My mother said, like you know, it's, any every that's the radio. Every single thing, the television. It's all like a thousand people that don't really have any information, standing out talking about nothing. That we're waiting for this and we're talking about that and there's nothing. And intelligent people. Intelligent people sit, spend hours and hours going on these things. Havala. So even without the, the, chat, the chatting with all the groups and being on this group and being on that group, with this person, you know, this person has a toothache and the other one has a headache, and, and this, this person forgot to put on the rabbin atomtron, do you have, you know, all these uh, things. So Havala, Mamish, Havala. He said, "How could it be such a thing? That Yispatu lechazev baatzmah, not lechazev <speaking in Hebrew> baatzmah, which means to be to be unfaithful to ourselves, lechazev baatzmah, unfaithful to who we are. Alachas Achviyah a the narish guy, Hevel. Lomu neshalus nafshena, why are we fooling ourselves? Le'noyda al tkipas or hatsuvah, she'achazes kolach liusenu." Why don't we admit that there's an aura, there's a light of chuva that's mamish grabbing hold of us, of all of us? There's, that there is an aura of chuva that's come down before Mashiach comes. Minar from young people to old people, mitafad noshim, little children and, and women, miyom small everywhere. That musori means the musro of the, of the kidneys, which means you you yourself feel inside of you, you know that you feel inside of you that this is narishkei didn't you ever feel that way that when you're watching the weather for an hour and afterwards like what do what I do that for that's what that's no ar like what do you, what, do you what, what is that because of this feeling of this light of tshuva a person can't find find manoch can't find rest for his heart because because he sees inside of he feels emptiness he feels inside of himself that my life is empty so, you can't find any manucha. A Jew can't find manucha in these things. Can't find manucha. Every day, there are new substitutes for the truth that are out there. But Jews cannot really find their manucha. Until they find Hashem. Until, they, until they're back with our Kaddish Baruch, they can't really have the manuka that they're looking for. The better Pesach program, the better vacation, the better, the better piece of steak. But have you also? You could buy a steak for hundreds of dollars. This steak has been aged for 15 years. Why do you want to have an old steak like that for 15 years? Because of the time, the taste. What are you? Some agusha? You can't just get a regular steak. Even a steak itself, regular steak is already. A strong stick guys from you. You have to get a steak that was perfected to a certain thing or aged in a, some kind of barrel or somewhere, I don't know what they who sits around and like watching watching steaks and keeping them locked up or something. Who thought of a first locking up that steak to begin with? And putting it someplace for some grubbyid that's gonna to want to eat it in fifteen years. That's the Lelsimurum that were waiting for the steak. For fifteen years I'm waiting to have this steak. A bottle of wine that's, you know, from whatever, 1924. Some bottle of wine. You can get a bottle of wine from, you know, from, from France in 1941 when Jews were being butchered. You can get a bottle of wine, kosher wine. It's aged to perfection. For the arbor You know how many wines they had when I was growing up? And I'm not that old, but how many wines? There were like four or five different wines. The Ketem had. Maybe four or five wines. Tokai and the heavy red uh, you know, Malaga, the four or five wines. That was it. Yeah. The, they have Rashi and the Barmanel and the Ramban and the Rashbam and the Balay <laughs> I don't think they got the Akhrenim yet. I don't know. That. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be. They're going to have the Mratz Chayis. Shagas you have a wine. But that's going to be like to have the Urm <laughs> face your place. You know? are going to have a chidushach sabseifer. What are they, uh, they naming wines they name after the Rishon? What? Well, because they tied because Rashi was in the business. Yeah? So they did, well, from that started the whole thing to name after the Rishon to name wines. What is that ending of naming wines after the What is that? Because Rashi was the family was in the business. So that's what was started. The first one was probably Rashi. So then now what? So now what? Havala, that's all Havala, but you're taking Dvar Meshiv and you bring it, in, and you bring it into such silly, this is silly, empty things. But the Jewish soul of Leinuchah Outside on the street in Egypt, we can't find Menucha. That's the bottom line. We're just not going to find Menucha on the street in Egypt. Belukim, as it says in Puzzik. Had Emzamakim David said, I, I can't have any sleep. I can't fall asleep. <laughs> Until I find the Mokam of the Mikdash. <laughs> <laughs> Dabd couldn't go to sleep. So why is it that just now, Erev HaGulah, when this aura of is shining so brightly, and the Shekhinah is waking up and shaking off the dust of garlands, why is it that we're not Going along we feel the emptiness. So why is it that we're not going on with that? To go to Kajburo. Okay, so that's to be continued. We'll finish the tour next week in the session.